You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And in this episode, we're going to continue to explore our journey, kind of looking at scripture and reflections and our experience of this major life transition that we undertook recently. And for the past couple months, we've been talking about the process of discernment, stepping out in faith, entering into the unknown. And as a part of this journey, we decided to take a little extended Sabbath or a mini sabbatical, if you will. So we actually have an episode for our Patreon supporters, which you can head there at the link below and click on it and have access to that episode as well, where we go into a lot of the technical details of how we plan to be able to take a sabbatical because even with or especially with or just all of the changes that we experienced, it took time and creativity and intentionality to craft that Sabbath. And we knew at our very core, what we really needed as a family was that time of rest. So like I said, you can check out that episode of how to plan for one. If If there's part of you that thinks, I don't even know if I could do this, we felt the same way. But it was for sure a revolutionary experience for our family. And it's applicable even if you say, man, it would never be possible under any circumstance to take that extended of a time off. The same things are applicable to a weekend off Mm -hmm. even. So if you're even just talking about one day or two days, this is applicable even to that. And even this episode where we want to dig in a little bit to what is it like to rest? Because for many of us now, I sort of am am beginning to experience at least the fact that a lot of people have weekends, this thing called Saturday (laughs) and Sunday where you don't work, which I can't remember having two days off in a row like this regularly for a long time. So we want to talk about what is it like to rest? Because rest, believe it or not, is a foreign experience to many of us, truly entering into rest. And so we've really been able to do that with this extended time. But I think we're learning some things that can be applicable, even just to entering into periods of rest during our week or on the weekend. So Aaron, would you begin to share what was this time of rest like for you? What surprised you? What challenged you? What was unexpected that happened? So I was surprised at how difficult it could be for me to put aside the thought of what I should do or what I ought to do and instead switch to a mentality of what would bring me joy and what would rejuvenate me. And there was some trial and error. There were definitely some times that I thought doing a certain activity would really like you know, it sounded luxurious or it sounded restful or kind of fun or or it was something that in the past I know I've really enjoyed X, Y, Z. So now that I have the time, let's do X, Y, or Z. And then I would start to do it and I could just feel that I was really worn out and I wasn't in the right spot for that. So I think that was probably good. <laughs> As a, it, it helps me grow in self-awareness. I think I have more clarity now after this space of who I am right now and what I enjoy right now in this stage of life. So like some projects you thought you'd really want to do, you didn't as much. Yeah. Yeah. There was some stuff that I just thought, man, the minute I get some free time, I can't wait to, mm-hmm. you know, fill in the blank. And then there were other things like like gardening, where I've always enjoyed gardening and playing with plants. And it became a passion. Like I loved being out there. And that 
you know, after all this space, I think I have some better ideas now of going forward, what sorts of activities I need to build into my rhythm, whether it's daily or weekly, because it brought me so much joy. And I think if I can hold a better balance of my to-do lists and my shoulds and oughts with here are the things that are life-giving to me, not because I'm a mom or not because I am Phil's wife or not because this is something for work, but truly just because, oh, I actually found I really enjoy spending time on X, Y, or Z. Um, that Those sorts of nuggets of information, it sounds really vague, but it's it's all personal. It's all It's all just little facets of myself that I think got lost in the busyness of life and you know, probably got lost in becoming a mom and figuring out what motherhood looks like. And just, we're not taught to slow down and come to know yourself. And I've read a lot of self-help books, but some of it is stuff you couldn't think yourself into. You needed that space to experience it and really feel, oh, this is draining me. (laughs) Or, oh, I feel more alive now because I have spent time with this or in this or here. It reminds me a little bit of like what fasting would do. Yeah. By taking some space from something, you gain a new perspective on it. And in the yeah. space of taking some time off, it's like clarity was able to come. And you may think, well, what does it have to do with God, right? But for us, this journey has been one of tapping deeper into our true story, mm-hmm. not the story others have wanted to give us, not the story culture Mm -hmm. has given us, not the story we think we're supposed to live, but truly who are we deep down Mm -hmm. inside? What is the story um, that our life truly wants to live out? Mm -hmm. And so this space, it seems like, has maybe helped clarify some of that for you, sort of stripped away some of the other stuff to sort of help you see through that into yeah. what you truly want to do and truly desire well, to do. And, and I think that's honoring God and brings up more joy and you just need a little bit of that space. Absolutely. And I have to say for a lot of things, a lot of parts of normal life, as our month wound down, I got really excited about getting back into yeah. many of the things ahead of me. There's some things now I know I need to spend a little less time doing or I need to delegate off a little more because, oh, it turns out that was a responsibility I had put on myself. And maybe if someone else could take over that facet <laughs> and I don't have to, you know, within the home or within our work or whatever, that would be great. If not, you know, there's always sometimes things we have to do that aren't charming our soul all the time all the time but it was it was good I think it's good to be aware of those things and I I personally I I know that's really probably why I needed this time more than anything else is to find myself yeah and I think as a part of that and this is one of the things that stood out to me is especially when I I feel that excitement that you said of finally getting back to mm-hmm. the things we really care about, like getting back to the to doing podcasting and some of those other things that we have been releasing episodes the whole time, but not making new content. Right. Now we get to sort of do that. So coming at it from a fresh angle. But I do have to say one of the difficult things for me in the beginning was stepping away from things because <laughs> it's amazing. And again, this is why we have things like fasting and like the Sabbath. When you actually step away from it, you realize the control you had over it. Like, I forget who the quote is by, but it, it was, I mean, I actually think it might have been Frank Sinatra or someone like that when he, he like, gave a really expensive um, 
a really expensive piece of jewelry to a fan who had just been looking at it. And if it wasn't Sinatra, it was someone like those, those kind of along those lines. And someone else was shocked that he would do that. And he said, look, the things you own, if you can't get rid of them um, or you have to hold on to them so tightly, you don't own them, they own you. Mm. And so um, whether the story really happened or not, I think the sentiment makes sense that we can easily become slaves to all kinds of stuff and not realize it until it's time for that thing to not be there. And then we have to look and say, do I own it or does it own me? And so our computer, our cell phone, our work, our um, our own ego, right? Uh, our whatever it may be. Our identity. Yeah, even. right. When we took this time off, some of those things were like, I found myself automatically going to my phone or to my computer. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, I don't need to check that email anymore because that's not my job anymore. Like, what am I looking for? Because I don't really need to do it. But it was a habit. It owned me. Mm. And so when you can take an extended time off, it can do that. But it can even just be one day. This is why God tells the people when taking a Sabbath, don't do any work. Prepare your food the day before. Um, so that on that day, you truly have nothing you must do. And we might look at this and say, oh, legalistic, you're going to get in trouble if you, blah, you know. Well, it's not about that, right? Jesus like the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath, right? So it's not meant to own us. But when we can truly step away from it, and then we feel the pull back, or we feel like, ooh, can I really get away? That's when we can start to look at, do I own it, or does it own me? Like my cell phone, with all the good that it offers, does it own me? Can I actually step away from social media? Can I step away from these things I think I have to have? And maybe we do come back to them, right? Like I'm back to my cell phone, back to my computer. I need those things. They're good things. But the space of even a day or a week or a month offers us to come back at it with new eyes, maybe engage it a little differently, be a little bit more aware. And so I was a little surprised at how automatic things were that even when I didn't want to do them, the habitual going back to it had to be broken. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's it's very interesting to see because you're saying that and I was like, oh yeah, I could identify with some of that even though that wasn't my main takeaway. There's lots of reasons why sabbaticals might be helpful, I suppose. Yeah, well, and then on, a, on another level, I realized that, that sometimes I felt like I was cheating the system. Like, is it really okay for me to rest and not do work today? Because I can tell you, I mean, I've gone to school while working full time. I've owned a business while running another one. I've started things while doing like just nonstop. Like you always have two or three things going on at yeah. once. Yeah. So to actually take time off, there was a little sense of, well, am I allowed to do this? Am I doing something wrong? And I think many of us have that, even if it's one day a week, if it's a Sunday because we've been taught that we are human doings, that mm -hmm. it's about making money, climbing mm -hmm. the ladder, getting the attention. Oh no, it's all gonna fall apart if you stop for a day. Mm. And I it's know about we... what we produce. Right. You know, you're absolutely, you're hitting on something there because I think even social media, it, there's so much that's on there that's about what you have made or what you have done as a family. And there were, there's something hard to resist that and to not, offer it up. I know there were times where I'd look around what we were doing. Maybe we had a beach day and I'm like, man, I don't even have a picture to show for this. Like, did it, is it even worth anything? Because there's nothing, I don't get bragging points on social media for this outing and there's no souvenir at the end. Like 
we are we're taught to produce and to show to the world what we've made and to have space where it really has nothing to do with what you're making even when we meet people and you know we're meeting new people we're in a new place and they'd say well what do you do that's the question we always ask people, isn't it? When you meet somebody new, you get their name and you say, well, what do you do? Yeah. And it, well, right now, nothing, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it, it was when you try to answer that question, you know, what is your first response when you, when you hear that? When you're asked, what do you do? We usually offer up our profession. I think for those of us who stay at home with the kids that, that sometimes can become embarrassing because people say, what do you do? And what's our response? I just stay at home. Mm. Like it's just, just, you know, (laughs) like you're lazy or something, which it's the furthest thing from the truth. Phil can tell you one day at home with the kids and he is like ready to go back to work. Um, Not that our kids aren't adorable and charming because they totally are. but (laughs) Um, But that to say we find value and I think we rank each other by the value we see in other people's jobs. And I don't know, maybe that maybe we need to learn to ask a better question of people yeah. when we meet them instead of what do you do? Um, yeah, maybe to truly who are you, you know? <laughs> who are you? Uh, but, but yeah, but when we, when we take that space, though, you know, that whether, it's, whether you can take a day, whether you can take a week, a month, whatever, you know, ours was a period of transition, so it mm-hmm. allowed us to do a little bit more of an extended time. Mm-hmm. You know, difficult things come up. There's good stuff, and I think we'll talk about some of the benefits of rest in an upcoming episode. We've talked here just kind of about the experience mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's amazing what does come up and what can come up when we rest, and I think sometimes the fact that when you slow down, things are going to come up. Mm-hmm. And I think consciously or unconsciously, we avoid mm-hmm. fully resting for a whole day because we are scared. I don't know what to do if I don't have a full plate. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I am if I'm not producing. I don't know if my family's gonna like me if they have me for a whole day or if I'm gonna like them. Like you have these questions. And so I think we make excuses whether we know it or not to avoid doing it. But I think it's, it's literally a command for a reason and I like I'd prefer to say an invitation but it's an invitation for a reason sure I would add to that too one of the things I didn't expect was the amount of feeling that would surface Mm -hmm. and how many negative feelings I think we both ended up having to wrestle with and there were some days where we had to tell each other I am in a funk I I feel depressed but I know my day today is really good. Like I look around and I see my blessings and I'm happy, but something is weighing on me. And we'd start to unpack it a little bit yeah. with each other. And all of a sudden, you know, I'd be in tears and crying. And we're, you know, because there was stuff, there was stuff that we had walked through that had impacted us. It yeah. had hurt feelings. It had the things that had been just really hard. And when we finally had the space to deal with it properly, we, we almost had to grieve some things fresh because when it happened, you feel that initial hurt, but we had to soldier on. Yeah. And so there was quite a bit of our rest time where we were allowing each other and ourselves and our children the space to feel what we <coughs> maybe hadn't been able to have the time and space to feel i don't know it sounds a little funny no but that's what Um, sabbath rest does it allows your body to begin processing like we don't only process with our minds um 
our bodies begin to process. Even our story, I think, starts to process. And I think that's what was sort of coming up for us is finally facing that stuff. Do you want to maybe just um, explain a little bit what our story begins to process, what you mean by that? Yeah. Well, I, I think it ties back a little bit to, you know, who am I really and what am I really here for? And I think for us beginning to process, like we talked about our passions of what do I care truly about? Mm. Who do I actually want to be in the world? What does it mean that I did this or this was done to me or this happened or that happened? Um, we can just sort of process how did that shape me? Mm. In what ways do I want to take that with me? And in what ways do I want to let that go? So whether mm. that person who said that thing or that person who abandoned me or that um, painful interaction or that really difficult year or period or event or loss, we, we I think, begin to see how it's impacted us when we slow down and stop mm-hmm. and say, you know, I'm going to just, you know, because we've had days here on sabbatical where it's, yeah, we play at the beach, we play with the kids at the park, we read we you know go and journey around our new area and you start to hear your own mind and you start to feel what you're going through and you then i think have the space to ask how you got there and it's not all negative i mean you saying yeah i feel depressed today we might hear them say oh i don't want to do that but it was a cleansing because i I think i remember one specific one you're talking about it was much better afterwards after we were able to talk about it and and go through it and say wow i didn't know when when he or she did that you felt that way or that it's still with you in this way or you want to learn from that or you want to reach out to them now or you know it's just the space to look back on the previous pages if you will and realize that those pages are affecting the pen writing on the page today Mm -hmm. and now we can see the connection Mm -hmm. and ask how do i want it going like i can't just erase that part of the story but i can sort of be aware of it and um love that me maybe even better and invite god into it where do i you know maybe for three or four years i haven't been able to see where god was present there but maybe now i can look back at it and say oh I see, maybe I still can't see God there, but I see God here. And so we can start to ask even the questions of where was God? Where is God? Where is God inviting in those things? Yeah. Plus circling back to just being able to explore who we are. I think we take on so, so many labels from other people, whether we're doing it on purpose or not. Maybe it's someone we want to please and we know they appreciate this quality in a person. So we try to be a person with that quality or maybe it's a title we get um, where like in my case being a mom there's certain things I just thought a mom should do or look like or be like so I shape myself to fit what I think is part of that title and yeah I would I would think you're you're spot on with this space to explore it I think we're we're able to embrace a little bit better today than a month ago who we are and what it looks like for us to have those roles and and I think for me there was a there was a moment when I realized okay I'm gonna go back to gardening because (laughs) one I truly have found a lot of pleasure in it and also it's like not too personal (laughs) um into our story but you know I look at the gardening stuff and I think okay I've gotten really passionate about learning about the native plants here 
and how that impacts the ecosystem and what benefits can be brought by how I structure the yard and how we rearrange things. And it's been fascinating to me. And I think in the past when I felt passion like this about something, if I didn't understand the purpose it was going to serve, I would kind of shut it down. Yeah. Not kind of. I did. I, I would shut it down because I didn't know how it fit into our story of who we were and what we were doing. And there was a freedom in this space to acknowledge, I have no idea how God will use this interest of mine, this passion that's in me. But maybe it doesn't have to be something that I understand. Maybe I can let that be a big part of my life and see where it goes. Even if it goes nowhere beyond our own like little you know, quarter acre plot of land that we have, then so be it. But realizing that, like we said earlier, with our need to produce and be seen, sometimes I think there's parts of us that we can celebrate and enjoy just because it's who God made us. It's how we are at our core, not because God has to be doing something with it for it to be of value. Amen to that. Well, with that word, I think that's a good thing for you guys to mull over. We encourage you in some way to take a space for rest, even if it's just taking one of our Christ-centered yoga classes where for 30 minutes or an hour you can get some rest um, to enter into that space, to enter into your story, to what you're feeling, to gaining a new perspective, and to engage some passions that, even if you don't know where they're going to take you, are glorifying to God and bringing you great joy. Now, before we go, friends, I do want to let you know that over on Patreon, where you can help support the ministry, I am going to be releasing sermons now. And so whether you're listening to this, you know, the day it releases or months from now, I am going to be digging into different books of the Bible, different reflections, um, lots of really fun stuff. So I highly encourage you to go check out that link below to Patreon to help support the ministry for just the price of like a Starbucks coffee for the whole month. Less than a Starbucks <laughs> yeah, coffee Less than a Starbucks days, coffee yeah. to get access to some really awesome materials, some sermons and more. And we would definitely appreciate that support. So thanks for joining us for this episode of our journey, friends. And we look forward to talking to you next week week. Grace and peace, friends. 